loyal subjects, once again I address the nation for my Christmas speech and share with you all my thoughts on the year that has almost passed and the year that is to come. Gordon Bennett, what a year it has been. I'll never be so pleased to kick this shower of a year into the long grass and embrace 2021 in the same manner that my son Andrew would embrace a 16-year-old Nobel schoolgirl, but more on him later. This bloody virus has reared its metaphorical head, has had every crackpot come out from their hiding places, dropping to their knees in an orgy of self-loathing and recrimination, or alternatively burying their heads in the sand and wishing it would go away like a bunch of demented ostriches. I am most heartened that numerous pharmaceutical companies have produced a vaccine. Foremost among them is that company that manufactures those little blue pills that Philip takes whenever he is feeling a bit randy and wants to spend some time in the royal stables. The only downside is that myself and Philip will have to line up with all the other old dears who smell of wee in order to get our vaccinations. Talk about taking one for the team. Moving on, Christmas is a time for giving and receiving of gifts, among which for my son Andrew, a year's supply of Rightguard 24-hour antiperspirant, so he can't sweat at those crucial moments. Apparently he's been caught having a dalliance with a glamorous brain surgeon. Good luck to her if she can find anything in that head of his. As for my grandson Harry and his dopey woke wife Myrtle, I was going to buy them subscriptions to Netflix and Spotify, but after hearing that they were having their palms greased liberally by those two companies, I changed my mind. As for myself, I have asked Philip to get me the new Metallica CD. He's also said he's taking me to Pizza Express in Woking for a bite to eat. Apparently Andrew says it's the perfect place for an alibi, whatever that means. Finally, I would like to give my thanks to all the Staggering Stories team for providing me with some much-needed levity and puerile humour during the duration of the lockdown. If it hadn't been for them, I would have climbed to the top of the keep at Windsor Castle, armed with a high-powered rifle, and taken pot shots at the tourists below. May I wish you all a peaceful and prosperous New Year. Hope it's a damn sight better than this one. Until then, this is Liz saying cheerio! Welcome, 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 dear listeners, one and all, to this, our Christmas podcast! Christmas time! Yes. Anyway, this I'm Festive Crumbly. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. I'm Fake Keith. And he's about to get a Christmas clout if he doesn't pack it in. I was going to say nice things about you being my festive little Christmas elf. And you... No, I'm not saying it now. You ruined it. He's got the ears for it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, dear listeners, without further ado, festive Queenie broadcast besides, it's the news with El Presidente. Disney News. 
All right. Oh. Ooh. Streaming all the way. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> ding Stop ding, now. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding. And you. Ding, ding. With Sorry. the success of now two extremely well-received series of The Mandalorian and the abject failure of cinema during the era mm, of COVID, yeah. Disney has announced a whole raft of new streaming series, plus a few films on the assumption this will all be over eventually. <laughs> if you feel a tingle in the force, then you can Ooh. look forward to seeing new Disney Plus Live action series such as <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi, starring Ewan McGregor, Blimey. Ahsoka Andor, Lando, The Acolyte and Rangers of the New Republic. Mm. Is that a Power Rangers crossover? <laughs> I don't think so, no. I think it is a crossover all the previous ones, though. Oh. Everything uh. from the Mandalorian era, like Ahsoka and the Mandalorian, are going to team up. With in the Power the... Rangers. Awesome. Yeah. Well, so, Lando's a bit of a giveaway, sir. So, so it's, it's a Star Wars Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like Add to that the new animated series, The Bad Batch, a, droids, a, droid? a, droid a droid story, <laughs> and Star Wars colon Visions. Ooh. The big screen isn't totally ignored, as Wonder Woman director Patty Wonder Jenkins Woman. is bringing Rogue Squadron to cinemas sometime around mm. Christmas 2023, all being well. And Taika Waititi has an untitled Star Wars film in the work, too. Blimey. While mm. Marvel Disney Disney Plus projects are still conspicuous by their absence on the streaming platform. We do know that Chucklevision and WandaVision will finally be appearing on the 15th of January and sometime later will be joined by series featuring Loki, Miss Marvel, mm. She-Hulk, Kate mm. Bishop, whoever she is, Good. The Long Falcon me. and The Winter Soldier and Ooh. the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Oh, looking forward to that one. You can add to that the animated <laughs> What If series coming next summer, featuring the live-action cast voicing the characters, including Nebula, plus loads <laughs> more. Uh-huh. Back in the overpriced cinematic venues, Marvel will at some point release the films Black Widow, Eternals, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Shang-Chi, Captain Marvel 2, Black Panther 2, without recasting King T'Challa, and Thor, Love and Thunder, again with loads more than that, including yet another Fantastic Four reboot. Oh dear. Not surprisingly, <laughs> yeah. Disney Plus subscription fees will go up to account for a lot of this, going up by $1 to $8 a month in the US of A, and up from £5.99 in the UK to seven ninety nine. Mm. Whilst we have a bigger price hike than the US, we will be getting a new star section that covers more mature content from Fox and the likes, including Ooh. Alien, Terminator, to Kingsman, Deadpool, Bob's Burgers and so on. <laughs> Bob's Burgers? Yeah. <laughs> These yeah. are all expected to be back catalogue titles rather than Disney Plus originals based on those properties. Gosh. Yeah, I was going to say, a hike of £2 and they're getting a hike of $1 and then you're getting a load of stuff that's already accessible in other formats and other places. It does sound a little bit of a... Yeah, but for them, if they want that catalogue, they have to pay extra to get Hulu, which we don't have Hulu in this country, which is why we're paid a bit more. Mm. <laughs> but they have a choice with Hulu, which we don't have a choice with Star. I have heard on the news that Disney Plus were going to be throwing millions of dollars at the uh, Star Wars franchise, but I mean, I didn't realise oh, it was yeah. going to be to this extent. I mean, they've got, um, including the one that we should be coming up to in a minute, they've got about 11 Star Wars properties 
being thrown at us, either film or television. Yeah, mm-hmm. and one was only announced on uh, the end of the last episode of Mandalorian. That's, that's what I meant, the one that we're mm, going to be coming yeah. up on. Do you think yeah. they're testing yeah. the theory that you can never have too much Star Wars? Mm. <laughs> it seems that way, yeah. Yeah, I was just starting to think that. Is it a case of they're sitting there thinking, well, whilst this is all popular, we're going to get everything out of it? Or are they potentially flooding the market? Well, it's quite interesting because one of the theories that because uh, Solo failed is because we did have too much Star Wars. Well, it was only six months after the previous film. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But here, I think what what they're trying to do is, as soon as Mandalorian Season 1 finished, I'm sure they had a big dip in subscriptions. Yeah. yeah. Which then went up again when Mandalorian Season 2 came along. So there's a huge gap of 9, 10, 11 months, whatever it is, between Mandalorian seasons. And Mm. if they can fill that gap with other Star Wars series, then people will stay subbed forever. Well, that's exactly what happened with Now, when Game of Thrones finished. Everyone signed Mm. off of their one one month subscri- uh, sort of free subscription and didn't bother mm-hmm. signing on again. But it, again, yeah. it's my personal thoughts is, yes, we can do this if the writing is sustainable, which yeah. de- wasn't necessarily there for the films. I will be interested, mm. uh, this new series about Obi-Wan Kenobi, when it sets, I mean, obviously, if it's Ewan McGregor, it's going to be at some time during the first trilogy, so yeah. to speak. Unless they whack a big beard on him. Yeah. A big well, beard. He's going to have a beard. But it's going to be before A New Hope, so yeah. mm-hmm. Luke's probably going to be a toddler or oh maybe God, are we going to get another another mannequin, mannequin Skywalker type actor <laughs> <laughs> it is meant I think to be we the won't see much of Luke oh, I'd hope we don't see much of Luke <laughs> mm. we might see him in the background mm. I don't yeah. think there would be too much interaction with Luke well, but he yeah. will clearly be there as he's being protected well yeah, yeah as, as we know from the actual film A New Hope is that he uh, Obi-Wan appeared a couple of times and then was run off by Uncle Owen Uncle Owen yeah mm. Run off the <laughs> we don't want you in our land. We don't like your salt round here. Any more Get news? Off my land. <laughs> Any more news? Game of Thrones. Woo-hoo. Matt mm. Smith joins prequel. We have a little more information on House of the Dragon, the Targaryen-focused prequel to HBO's Game of Thrones TV series, and possibly, but not necessarily, also acting as a prequel for a Song of Ice and Fire book series too. Paddy Considini. Considine. Right, Paddy Considine will play King Viserys Targaryen. Emma Darcy. <laughs> Why I did don't... you volunteer to read this? It's Christmas. Give everyone a laugh. I'm, I'm going for the next one. At least I know how that's pronounced. <laughs> Emma Darcy will be the king's firstborn, Princess Rhaenyra Targaryen. <laughs> you're, you're cringing, aren't you? I am. Rhaenyra. <laughs> <laughs> and someone called Matt Smith. <laughs> Matt Smith as yeah. Prince oh. Damon Targaryen. The king's younger brother and Olivia Cook will be the Alicent Hightower and Hand Hightower. of the King. Wasn't he in the uh, Police Academy films? Hightower, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The new HBO TV series will be set about 300 years before the events of Game of Thrones. It is expected to air sometime in 2022. Mm. Um, I'll give it a go. I'll see what it's like. That's um, if it ever actually gets made. Yeah, if it actually gets made. I'm not, I'm not abundantly hopeful it'll be brilliant because we all know how we feel about the last season of Game of Thrones. And that's because it wasn't by the, written by the person that came up with the ideas. This is not being written by him either, so you do kind of like wonder if it's going to have that spark that makes it Game of Thrones. Mm. But it'll have dragons. It's not Benioff and Weiss either, is it, this time? No, I think it's I all new. It's, it's money in suits. Mm. <laughs> so I don't know. Lower Decks. 
finally oh, yeah. coming to the UK. Yay! Star Trek colon Lower Decks <laughs> uploaded its final episode of season one on CBS All Access quite some months ago. There's a little in the way of international distribution until now. <laughs> Amazon Prime will be bringing the animated Star Trek comedy series to the UK, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, Japan and India from the 22nd of January 2021. Excellent. Ooh, yes. Mm-hmm. Thoroughly, thoroughly good. You see, I read the whole thing first, realised there was no complicated you words did. in there. You did. Then... <laughs> Jean likes to live on the wild, dangerous oh, edge. Yeah, I does. do. I like to live on the edge, I do. There's rumours that last month she wrote a word with more than four syllables <gasps> in the minutes. Oh, Ooh. my God. Oh. It was and an she... inconsequential moment <gasps> Oh, and she spelt it one. phonetically. Yeah. <laughs> Lock and key. Oh, yeah. Netflix confirms season three. Yes. yes. We haven't seen season two yet. <laughs> no. That's true. With all of this streaming activity, we could be sure that Netflix would have an announcement or, or two as well. The good news for us is that Lock and Key has a confirmed third season, well before the second is even released. Told you. Yeah. That second season is expected some time in 2021, so we can probably assume the third will come to us in 2022 or soon thereafter. The first is, of course, already ready and waiting for you on Netflix right now. I believe they've only just wrapped filming season two, so it's now gone into post-production. Yeah, I can imagine there was complications with filming season two this year. Yeah, Yeah, just a few, yeah. Well, uh, as you said, they've got to hurry up because... Well, yeah, because the the kid playing Bodie's 46 now. (laughs) He keeps bringing his own son to the death set. (laughs) like that kid from different strokes. (laughs) (laughs) What, the Elias one? (laughs) Right, it's Christmas, so... Do we have any festive addendums? Oh, I, 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 I'm, I have a non-festive one, but we'll leave oh. that till later. <laughs> so I, I, I am not sure if it's a festive one, uh-huh. but I, I do know that Santa could put it in his Santa sack. Santa is not bringing that. <laughs> oh, yeah. come on. What, what's wrong Tell with that? Tell them what it is. Okay. Tickling okay. Santa's sack again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hasbro, good old Hasbro, right. oh, yes. through their Nerf section, have right. released the Mandalorian's rifle. Ooh. As a Nerf okay. gun. Now tell them Ooh. how. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, yeah. hang on, hang on. It's uh, full size, working. It's only working. A one. Yeah, it's integrating a, people. Yeah, it's only a one <laughs> shot. It can only fire one dart at a time. But it's a hell but, of a dart. But it is. It's not necessarily. It's over a very long range. They've extended the range of a standard uh, a Nerf rifle or Nerf gun, so you can literally hide out and sniper people with it. Just once. <laughs> yeah, just the once, and then reload. I mean. It's, it's a complete perfect reproduction. Might have to sort of repaint it slightly because the colours are slightly mm-hmm. off. The only mm-hmm. minor, minor downside, mm-hmm. and I stress this is minor, it costs £109 for, for a yeah. Nerf gun. <laughs> But there again, I mean, so when you fire them, does it sting people? Does it hurt? I can imagine. I imagine it would do. But yeah, yeah, it's it's the it's the ambient phase pulse blaster rifle. I'm going to say this once. (laughs) Yes. Delete your history on that page. Father Christmas is not bringing that. No. (laughs) He might have done if you'd shown me that in November, but it's December the twenty first. I I don't think it was out in November. (laughs) But anyway, that's my little addendum. Does anyone have a 
a less expensive addendum. <laughs> I, I only have a sad addendum. Oh, yeah. Should we yes. say it together? Yeah. Boba Jeremy Fett. Jeremy Brett. Jeremy Brett? Jeremy no. Brett. Jeremy Brett's been dead a long time. Jeremy yeah. Brett's been dead for <laughs> Jeremy Brett. Boba Fett. Start that again. Boba Fett is dead. Yeah. Jeremy uh, Bullock. Jeremy that Bullock. Was yeah. It. Yeah. Jeremy Bullock, yeah. Not Jeremy, Jeremy Brett. Not Jeremy, Jeremy Bullock, <laughs> the actor that pu- that played Boba Fett, passed away on Thursday, um, last week's Thursday the 18th. Aye. How um, the Archer. Yep, from the Time Warrior. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was how old? 87, was it? 75. Who was 87? I've got no idea. Lots of people. Uh, Still, not a bad innings, anyway. Yeah, he's had Parkinson's for quite a while, I think. Oh, right. Got him yeah. in the yeah. end, mm-hmm. yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, he was the original Boba Fett, at least the body, he didn't do the yeah. Well, no. yeah. yeah, But he um, plummeted into the Sarlacc. Yes. He did. Mm. But more importantly, he was Boba Fett in The Empire Strikes Back, which is yes. the, the better version of Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the le- when the he was on the top version. Yeah, when he was on top form, when he was on his game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, 2020 claims another. Mm. On, yep. on a slightly lighter note, 20, yes. 2020 has attempted to claim another. Why is that funny? Well, no, it's, he, <laughs> he survived. But... Henry Cavill has been injured on the set of The Witcher. Oh, for crying oh, out loud. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, yeah, he he came a cropper. And this was it p- someone bouncing a coin off their Witcher? <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> but that sounded a- so rude. <laughs> <laughs> but on an even lighter note... Uh, <laughs> connected, mange lightly. <laughs> connected, to, connected to The Witcher, Netflix have released an interview with the star of The Witcher. Roach? Yes. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Well, they asked him to, but he said nay. Oh. Roach? Well, Ken, well, Ken Roach? No, the horse. <laughs> Is it what? named after the, the Bill character? I doubt it. I, I doubt that very much. We do know that every single horse that um, Geralt has had is called Roach. Saves confusion. Why not call it a horse? I don't know. (laughs) Any more addendums? We are addendumed out. Well, that is the end of the festive news. Ding, 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 And now, because it's Christmas, some of us have some Christmas crackers. Some of us didn't think to buy any. Actually, some of us were going to buy some, but Jean usually buys them, and now the government won't let her come to Christmas dinner, so we're sad. Mm. Uh, Adam Adam Cranley and Jean have some Christmas crackers to pull, so they will now pull them and entertain you with jokes. We are pulling our crackers on our own. Oh, that was a good bang. I don't know how we can wear hats with this um, headset on, but there we go. Well, it's, oh, it's an angel. He's got an angel. Yeah. Oh. I've got a wooden star thing. Oh, that can go on uh, the head of Pertwee's nose. I think it's meant to be for a Christmas tree, isn't it? It, it is. is. Yes. It is. Christmas tree oil. Put your hat on. Oh, I've got to read the joke. All okay. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready. Oh, he's got his glasses on. He has. He's getting he's old. Very, very professional. <laughs> I know. What can you make that cannot be seen? I don't know. No. What, what, what can you make, make that, that cannot, cannot be, seen? be seen? A noise. Oh. Well, actually, when you've got audacity, you can see the noise. Because the little wibbly-wobbly yeah. thing goes wibbly-wobbly. Oh. It's going wibbly-wobbly. It wibbles what? and it wobbles. How do snails keep their shells shiny? I don't know. No. How, How do, do snails, snails keep, keep their, their shells, shells shiny? shiny? They use snail varnish. Oh. <laughs> can I punch the screen? Put your hat on and keep quiet. I want to punch the screen. I can't punch the screen, no. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I put your headphones over the hat. Dear listener, the joy of recording this over Sky. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, Crumbly, put your hat on. That's why I've got earbuds. No, 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 take your headphones off and put your. Oh, for God's sake. Quick, talk about, he's taking, talk about him, he's taking the headphones off. Look at him sitting there. Yeah, I silly, know, I know. Stupid yeah, hat on his stupid head with his stupid glasses. I don't know. Looks like an egg. A boiled egg at that. A terribly hard boiled egg. With a manky shell. And Crumbly is the best person. I love him. I love him so much. Brilliant man. Yeah, I've missed him. I really have. Hi, Crumbles. Hello. Were you talking about me? No. Keith was. Okay. I've got some more Christmas cracker jokes here quickly. Okay, let's have some more Christmas cracker jokes. On the Scotsman website, they've got a few here apparently. What do you call an old snowman? I don't know. What do you call an old snowman? Water. No! God! What do you get if you cross Santa with a duck? I don't know. What do you get if you cross Santa with a duck? I do know. A Christmas quacker. Yeah. I could see that one coming. What's worse than finding half a worm in your apple? Finding half a worm in your apple. Or did you mean what's worse than finding a worm in your apple? That's it. Finding half a worm in your apple. You really messed up. Yes, I did. All right, I'll say that again. A quarter of one. Go on then. What's worse than finding a worm in your apple? Finding half a worm in your apple. Finding a worm in your apple. Having electrodes attached to your genitals and being beaten senseless with a length of knotted yep, rope. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can see that. Why has Santa been banned from sooty chimneys? I don't know. Why has Santa been banned from sooty chimneys? Carbon footprints. Oh, oh! Should we get something? I'm going downstairs. I've had enough. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> okay, one last one then. Go on then. Why has Boris Johnson bought mistletoe this year? Because he's a twat. <laughs> oh, sorry. You <laughs> said that out loud. I did. Go on. Because he's tired of being in the single market. Apparently. Oh. oh. <laughs> a joke for our times. Oh. Probably written by Nicholas Sturgeon. Oh. oh yeah. <laughs> right into the lead up to this festive season we have been watching The Mandalorian and mm, we'll now did. pause for music That is the way We just finished watching The Mandalorian We have Season 2 Final episode. Um, I think we should stress, because it's on Disney+, and some people out there may not have watched it, this is definitely going to be very, very, very... Spoiler music, spoiler music. There's there's no way of discussing this without Uh spoiling it. (laughs) We tried to a few podcasts ago, and it didn't work out very well. So yeah, definitely spoilers all the way here. Let's have a show of hands. Who shed a tear in the last couple of scenes? Um, not so much shed a cheer, but so. um, this is this is the Mandalorian, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not so much shed a cheer, but I was very much kind of. Ah, ah, ah. 
<laughs> staying alive, so staying how, alive. How many people were having nerdgasms? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. I'm let's, sure they were misdirecting. I thought, that can't be real. I can't no, be real. No, let's start, start, <laughs> the anyway. let's go from the no, start at the beginning. Yep. I was just watching uh, a couple of reactions to the first episode, The Marshal. Oh, yeah. Days ago, I thought, wow, this feels like it's ages ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. only seven episodes ago. Wow, it feels like a, an age ago. It's come a long way this season. Oh, um, God. Yeah. This season, to me, has put me very much in the mind of Doctor Who season 20. I, every episode had at least something from the past from it. Mm. So there was, there was, what was it, eight stories or eight chapters to the yeah, second eight chapters season. To it. And they all very much follow on from each other. So where one finishes, it, it does directly yeah. lead into the next one. The first season I found was much more that kind of, I think I said at the time, that Japanese warrior, I will travel and I will have mm. adventures <laughs> while I travel. This one felt more like there was actually a, a linear through thread through them. Yeah. And mm. they weren't so a much, quest. I will quest here, yeah, and I will quest there. They actually seemed to connect to each other a lot yeah. more yeah. cohesively. While still being individuals, yeah. The first few episodes, it's very much like a, like like in a western. Yes, you know, all mm. the stranger rides into town, helps out, and then carries on their merry way. But as you saw, I mean, it's all the overriding arc with uh, yeah, Moff Gideon and uh, other characters, uh, the Mandalorian finding more of his own kind. Yeah, mm. it was very much set up for a game. I'm on my main yeah. quest, and every episode, I can't continue my way, main quest until I've done this side quest. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. who will agree with me that uh, you know, Grogu is nothing but an eating machine? <laughs> Yeah. The, the, the episode with the, the eggs. Oh, that was so funny. I mean, talk about some majorly pissed off cave spiders. I mean, so. <laughs> but there, there was a lot of um, bite back over the eggs, wasn't there? Yeah, and he kept getting told off about eating the eggs, and he knew he was doing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> But he was a, he's a toddler, so everything goes in his mouth anyway. He's, yeah, but it's not, he's, it's again, not as though he's teething. I mean, again, he's a toddler, so he's the centre of the universe. Yeah. And <laughs> that's what he eats, you yeah. know? Uh, Frog spawn. Who else with the spider scene thought, hmm, hmm. this looks a bit alienish. This isn't <laughs> going to end Just well. Just a tad, no. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely very alienish. When he reaches maturity in about six or seven hundred years' time, he's going to be an absolute <laughs> chunky, really, is. <laughs> well, yeah, we don't know quite how. It might be quite a growth spurt. Was he about fifty, sixty? Yeah, yeah. maybe adult. Suddenly in a shoot up to nine inches tall, and you know, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, yeah. Most of this series rotated around the Mandalorian trying to find other Mandalorians to mm. give him the information of how he contacted the Jedi's. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was surprised by that direction he took i thought he was going to be looking for grogu's the the child's mm, uh, that's what we all thought to start yeah. with yeah but instead he went oh, okay so the armorer mentioned jedi so i need to find other mandalorians who might know what jedi are and point me in their directions and yeah. i'm glad they did because it means you don't demystify yoda at all yeah, yeah. you still know nothing about his race you don't yeah. know the name of his race where it is or anything really all Which we know is good, the, good way of going it is that basically grogu and um yoda are the only two of his race that most people People ever seem to either a scene or yeah. be even aware of. Mm. Oh, yeah. There's Yaddle too, but yeah. yeah. And you also find film. out that the Mandalorians have had conflict with uh, the Jedi in the past. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Back One in ancient days. I do, I do have going right to the end where, as we know and remember, spoilers. In the end, not to to Luke Skywalker shows up, <laughs> takes the child to go and train yeah. him. Oh. Yeah. Does he survive? 
Yes. Well, you don't know, do we? Because Luke trained Ben solo. Yes. And that yeah. went very, very wrong. So was Just the child tad, around yeah. at that time when Ben went nuts? Well, he'd certainly still be alive in terms of natural mm. lifespan, clearly. Well, yeah. But that's about 20, 25 years in the future from this point. But mm. that's still just a, a few months for him, really. Yeah, It mm. is, but a lot can happen in that old. time. This is I mean, true. Okay. This is true. We're all aware that there's going to be a third season, but because yeah. the uh, first two seasons were predominantly sort of dealing with uh, the Mandalorian, getting the Grogu back to his own kind or the Jedi, what do we reckon the, sort of the third series will, you know, what shape will that well, take? I was thinking about that the other day, and it's a bit dodgy because I think half, well, a huge amount of the appeal of this has been the relationship between Mando and the child. Yeah. yeah. And so if that's gone, yep. how well will it perform? I, I think the next series, because mm. the, there's a couple of things with the last episode, The Rescue. A, you've got Luke turning up to take the child, but you also have got the Mandalorian gets the dark saber, and now he's oh, basically yes. yeah. king of Mandalorian kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. The so world. the next dot series, I think, is going to rotate much more around that side yeah. of stuff. Yes. That's, the wor- that's my worry, though. Is there enough in that character to mm. hold the series on his own but there again does he mm. want to be sort of the leader of the mandalorians now I, don't, he no, Saber. Yeah, no. I don't think he's interested i no. think we might have a time jump to a little while in the future mm. one because at mm. the moment i think they're filming something else Mand season three is in pre-production but they are currently filming something else ah the thing after mm. the credits the thing after the credits. go on tell no. them what it was well we have a little in the style of marvel an end after credits scene mm-hmm. in which yep. we are suddenly back on tatooine and jabba's palace oh we are yes we we have uh jabba's domo currently sitting in the throne who's inherited uh Jabba's spoils when uh, uh, Boba steps in, shoots him, and effectively takes over. He does. Yeah. And then we have a little screen coming up, and coming soon, the book of Boba Fett. December 2021. Yay! Yeah, yeah which is the same, <laughs> roughly the same time that Mandalorian Season 3 is meant to be out. Yeah. So I don't think it ran concurrently, or if the mm. Book of Boba Fett that might be, be a, thought, yeah. a shorter thing, maybe only a few episodes, longer episodes maybe. I have just watched an interview with Jon Favreau, who says they are currently, oh, right. who are, they are filming, um, uh, Mando Season 3 is in pre-production, but they are filming Book of Boba Fett now. Yeah. It's quite exciting. Yeah. Well, I suppose if if Mandalorian is only occasionally in it, there isn't really much problem because you're going to have two separate film crews and all that kind of stuff. So as long as they can fit in his his small scenes, yeah. Going yeah. back to and the dark saber, yes, yeah. It can like Klingon captaincy. It can only be passed on when someone's defeated them in battle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why didn't M- Mando just get Katie Sackoff to punch him on the nose? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have you have bested me in battle. Here, it's yours again because it was hers. Right. I think that it, might happen next episode. Oh, yeah, I think right. it needs to have a little bit more um, substantialness no. to the battle. In Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, the uh, knight mm. guarding the Holy Grail said he just had to be vanquished. 
And all he did was step forward and he fell over. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Speaking of facial features and such, you do raise uh-huh. a very pertinent point. Oh, you did? When the Mandalorian was in that, that complex on that planet. Oh, yes. And the, the mining. And he had, yeah, the mining complex. He had mm. to show his face. I mean, yes. obviously. Mm. Ah, yeah. Why, why didn't any alarm bells go off? Because his face isn't known to any, uh, yeah. any system. People have been speculating as to why, how that system works. You'd think it would be only people it knows are let in. Mm. It seems yeah, to be that's what pe- I thought. Yeah. It seems to be the other way around. It's people it knows to be bad aren't let in. And everybody mm. else Everyone can go else in. can get in. Also, that's a bit of a yeah. dodgy security also, system. Also, knowing the um Emperor the Empire's prejudices, he's it registers as human. It wouldn't allow yeah. any alien. Yeah. 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 So that's the reason why Boba Fett couldn't do it, because his face is obviously known, mm. Mm. being, yeah. being well, the face known of the clones. Yeah. Yeah. And Boba Fett and Jango Fett, clearly. Uh, Cara Dune is known for being a rebel. Mm. Mayfeld would have worked, but he was obviously too frightened of his old spirit officer there. Yeah. Well, he, would he have been known as well? Because he's a uh, deserter. Yeah, this so the true, system yeah. might recognise him as a, yeah. as a deserter, as a baddie, yeah. rather than just let him uh, in as a maybe. human. He seemed to think he could do it, but yeah. uh, maybe it would have come up as a problem. Yeah, and uh, continuing, in a way I was slightly you know, disappointed that the Mandalorian did show his face. I mean, because I was expecting him to be like Judge Dredd. I mean, if he was to sort of raise his helmet, you'd just see the back of his head or... <laughs> Or yeah. see his face in shadow. I think the ending, even though it made me cry, would have been more mm. effective if that was the first time you saw him yeah. lift his helmet. Mm. Mm. But also, I mm. think there was a connection between uh, him and the the guy. I can't remember his name, but the other guy who went to in the oh, base. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Mayfield. Yeah, he turned round to him and said, "I haven't seen your face." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, so I did love that at the t- end yeah. of it as as he left, and he very much was kind of like, "I saw, I, I saw nothing." I know nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's a certain character growth there. This, a lot of us wondered why is it such a big deal about him not showing his face? Because in Attack of the Clones, Fett showed his face. Mm. Yeah, the Clone Wars mm-hmm. animated series that Mandalorian is showing their face all the time. So it was not a problem generally. So why has it become a problem now? It turns out it's just because mm. he's been brought up by a particular sect. Yeah, yeah. it's his cast. Mm. His his. It's the difference between uh, Seventh Day Adventists, Snake Biters, and. Oh God! What's what's the group in America that don't believe in technology? Amish. 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 They're all Christian, yeah. but they're different mm. sects. Yeah, different, different sects. Yeah. Yeah. Different. Yeah. Uh, I I did like the fact they brought that in with with the 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 um other Mandals that there is more to their society than meets yeah. the eye as well. Mm. Um, talking of faces, what did everyone think of the guy that doubled for Skywalker? Because obviously it was Mark Hamill's voice. And at first I thought, oh, they've done the the CGI chicory, but it isn't. It's it's no. his face. It Obviously, is. he hasn't had an argument with the tree at any point because he <laughs> hasn't quite got the bloke broken cheekbone look. It, it was Mark Hamill with green yeah. dots on his face and they youthed him. Yeah. There was a body an double for him. that body doubled it. Oh. I mean, there's, uh, there's quite an interesting thing that they certain people have been doing is Sebastian Stan, the Winter Soldier. Mm. They've put Skywalker's hair, Mark Hamill's hair, on Sebastian Stan. And my God... God, the similarity there. Looks mm. much the same. <laughs> See, it I, could almost I, be his son. I get confused a yeah. bit at what's time period. So I wasn't sure. For some reason, I kind of thought Mandalorian was set after Jedi. It is. Some time in no, the five, future. Five years uh, after. Yeah, yeah it's um, so, you thought it was quite th- a while after. I thought it was a, quite yeah. a while after. Yeah. So 
at first I thought that maybe this was a Skywalker and it's just the family the family resemblance because it didn't look exactly <laughs> like Luke, but close yeah. enough that you can like you, like we've seen with Ben and Andrew and that kind of stuff. Mm. Well, straight away when the X Wing came in, we're like <gasps> oh, Skywalker. Yeah. Then the then the lightsaber, then the, the right handed glove. Mm. Yeah. And that's another th- good thing about having crap eyesight is he looked <laughs> perfect to me. It looked just like he didn't look too bad. His mm. eyes were a bit dead. <laughs> His mouth didn't look quite natural. <laughs> He's drunk but, deep, deep of the cup of life since then <laughs> yeah yeah but i think it's perfectly fine i'm oh, yeah. i'm assuming they're not going to use luke very often it's expensive so i think it is probably better for them to do this cg thing mm. that they did mm. to yeah. get somebody else in to play the character oh, yeah if you're gonna have him anyway. as a regular yeah. in one of his other shows then you have to recast mm. yeah. you know, if he's just come in just for that one scene to grab grogu and go then yeah cool. yeah i did i did love uh, mark hamill's twitter comment <laughs> early saturday morning did anyone watch anything good on TV last night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but going back to what I was saying, I mean, it's like Clint Eastwood's man with no name. He always retains that air of mystery. And mm-hmm. I think raising his helmet briefly, I mean, that does sort of detract a little bit from the, uh, the aura of mystery that's supposed to surround him. Yeah, I think I agree mm. with you there, which is why I think just having him take it off at the end would have been much more powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I think what they were trying to show is he's willing to do pressure anything to, to get yeah. Grogu back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's quite a big step for him. That's a part of the whole dialogue between the two of them in the cab before they get there. What are you yeah, willing oh yeah, to compromise? Yeah. I also yeah. get the feeling it's an element of him as an individual growing because yeah. he's very much, mm-hmm. he was found by the Mandalorian creed element that have brought him up and that's all he knows he isn't he's never been his own person he's always been their person Mm. and now he's gone off on all of these adventures and all the rest of it and i also got the feeling it was that part of him actually realizing who he is and what he can and cannot do that he doesn't have to slavishly follow Mm. how he's Mm. been brought up if it's for a greater good, so to speak, or if it's for something that he deems as important. And I I did get that feeling that it was also a personal milestone for him in taking that off. Yeah, it's in the beginning you had, when he first met Bo-Katan, when she took her helmet off, you saw his reaction Mm. there. But it's mm. as it's a part of the character's growth. Mm-hmm. No yeah. character, if if it's a major event in the character's life, no character can remain in a bubble. They have to grow. They have to change. Yeah, I think I actually enjoyed this season more than I enjoyed the first mm. one. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, it it's got better. It's got better. Mm. I thought the first season was great, but this is even better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's hit the ground running, but oh, it's, blimey, it's yeah. got it's it's improved. It hasn't stagnated. Yeah. Now another question I must raise. Um. Now Boba Fett. I mean, okay. Okay, he got his armour back, sort of. Obviously, the uh, Solak must have spat it out at some time. Right? <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll learn eventually how he got out, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he did. Now, is Boba Fett okay? We've all known him as a bounty hunter yeah. employed by Darth Vader. Now, is he a Mandalorian or did he get the armour from his somebody else? His father was a Mandalorian yeah. that he inherited mm. the armour because in yeah. one of the episodes, mm-hmm. what's her name? Yeah, she demanded him to take the armour off because he had no rights. But Mando pointed out that he did. He had the right of inheritance. Mm. It was his dad's armour. Yeah, and his father was a foundling. On on his wristband, he brought up almost like the DNA history tree. So that's mine. (laughs) So he's a Mandalorian by default. (laughs) 
<laughs> what do we think of the the dark, the dark soldiers? The, the, the basically oh, they, the dark Iron Men soldiers. They they well, they're, pulled, they're droids. Yeah, they're pulled they're from droids, a game. But... <laughs> they're pulled from a game. The the first Star Wars game I ever played, Carlcatown. Uh, yep. the, the first part of dark the mission, forces. The dark mm-hmm. forces. Thank you. The first part of the mission was to steal the Death Star plans before um, Rogue One, yeah. and mm-hmm. the second part of the mission was try to take down the new Imperial troopers, the dark troopers. Yeah. Yeah, of which there are three different types. Yeah. And they've mentioned that in this final episode, this being the third version, so they're completely following it. Yeah, this this is this is what I mean by uh, to me this uh, smacks a lot of season 20 of yeah. Doctor mm, Who they've, of they've pulled things that fans will yes. recognise it's not vital yeah. to the story but it's enough to make a fan sit there and go Ooh. it's the tip of the hat to the fandom <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah well, we had lot... that right back in episode one with the crate dragon yes yeah. Yeah. and yeah. they mentioned they mentioned uh, Thrawn as well yeah. didn't they yeah Thrawn wow yeah. I couldn't yeah. believe they, they mentioned Thrawn yeah. <laughs> I'm think, I think <laughs> looking favorite, forward to that my favourite thing for that was I think it's the Believer where all the the stormtroopers are coming out to try and get our little baby um, Yoda character, Grogo, and they still can't hit a barn door at 10 feet. I don't know, it's because it's hats up, but they shoot mm. the entire walkway about four inches below her feet. Yeah. It's like, yeah, quite <laughs> out sights out. are really off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and talk about Grogu having a tantrum when he's throwing those two Imperial stormtroopers. Oh, oh so, yeah. yeah. I, that was impressive. And I do have to ask, <laughs> what the hell is the point of stormtrooper armour? It does nothing! <laughs> no, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't take you from anything at all. Yeah, but what, what I didn't realise was, was um, Beskar armour could stop um, a lightsaber. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, that point had been made when the, um, Ash- Ash- Ashiko? Ashoka. Uh, thank you, Ahsoka. Yeah. When we saw the uh, lightsaber duel there. So yeah, yeah. Oh, blind, yeah. yeah, but I did like with the spear with the dark saber and it slapped it, and you had a little the growing, red. glowing red bit <laughs> mm. in the spear. Right, we would like to know what you people thought of the Mandalorian. Those of you who've been lucky enough to watch it, to those of you who haven't, and we've just spoiled it. Sorry, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but you can do so by writing to us at show at staggering stories dot. <laughs> we did warn them at the beginning there was be spoilers yep. so they could always yep. jump through. Mm. Yep. Now if if you chaps don't mind, I'd like to read a Christmas story. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. Right. Are we sitting comfortably? Settle down. Because hang on, hang on. If you make that noise while I'm reading this story, I will squeeze bits of you until they burst. Fucking thumb boy. Right. As it's Christmas, thought I'd read a traditional Christmas story. Ooh. With a bit of Doctor Who chucked in. Oh, I'm gonna get okay. It's called Befuddled in Bethlehem. Oh yeah. It was turning into an unusual day, even for them. Sure, there had been the usual running for their lives, battling the bad guys, trying their hardest to avert the unthinkable, and so on and so forth. They even had plans to stop off for chips before heading back to Jackie's in time for Boxing Day dinner. It was the other stuff that had Rose feeling slightly befuddled. Come and learn about the true meaning of Christmas, he'd said. Expand that primitive little ape mind, he had said. It'll be fun, he had said. (laughs) So she had bounced excitedly from foot to foot as he programmed the TARDIS for Bethlehem in the time of silent nights, mangers and wandering kingly trios. 
She had joked about introducing Christmas cards to the world several centuries too early, fully intending to offer Mary and Joseph a cut of the profits. But the doctor had given her a look. A, you're on really dodgy ground here, human, and I'm still more than a little ticked about the whole Reaper incident, so if you don't want to find yourself dumped in the middle of Salem witch trials with a pointy hat tied to your head and Jane's big book of spells tucked under your arm, you will refrain from making jokes about the delicate flower that is time. Look. So she'd been on her best behaviour when they arrived. She hadn't even passed comment when the TARDIS chose to materialise some 20 miles outside Bethlehem and refused point-blank to move even when the Doctor swore at it in Gallifrey and stormed around the console room making threatening gestures with his sonic screwdriver and finally threatened it with a large mallet. <laughs> he eventually declared that the walk would do them good, pulled on his leather jacket and stormed out. Came as a bit of a shock when a goblin in a dressing gown attacked him with a big stick. <laughs> and he didn't even say thank you when Rose came to the rescue with a swift whack to the back of the goblin's head, which felled it like a very small oak tree. Rose tapped the unconscious figure on the nose and frowned. It's very orange for a goblin. Looks more like an Oompa Loompa. The doctor slapped her hand away. It's a Muntzkin from the planet Munts, oh and it shouldn't be here. She snorted, stifling a giggle as she shot her another look. I said Munchkin, Rose, not Munchkin. Sorry, she looked down at the little creature. What does it want? No idea. Let's kick it and ask. So he did. And the Munchkin woke up and told him a long-winded tale of world domination and the like. He told them about enslaving the human race and making them toil under the yoke while Munchkin kind made good use of the planet's rather glorious and as yet unspoiled beaches. And Rose, who was rather annoyed by such suggestions, spoke up for her people. It'll never work, she said. We would fight you, she said. Our beaches will not be sullied by your foul stench, she said. And then she offered him Blackpool Beach as a compromise because it was a bit of a dump. <laughs> but the Munskin was having none of it and mocked Rose's words with an evil laugh. <laughs> he said, how will you fight when you have no hope, he said. We will take away hope and you will have nothing. It says so in your Bible. Rose, who had only touched a Bible when she used one to prop up the wonky coffee table leg in Jackie's living room, glanced at the doctor. What does he mean? she asked. No idea. Let's kick him and ask. So he did. And the Munskin hopped around in a circle, clutching his shin, making ow, ow, ow noises and squealing, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. And oh, what a foul plan it was. The Munskin and his five brothers had hatched the most evil of evil plots. More evil than the Master's plot to take over Gallifrey by letting all the nasty beasties out of the dead zone. More vile than the Slytherine plan to bankrupt the universe by buying up all the inflatable goods in existence, melting the polar ice caps on every planet, and then selling water wings and swimming aids at hugely inflated prices. That's actually a good plan. And even yeah. more despicable than the BBC's plan to re reunite all the dead characters from Albert Square and launch <laughs> EastEnders The Afterlife on the unsuspecting <laughs> viewers. They plan to destroy every religion on Earth. And then move in and take over as the people floundered adrift in a sea of atheism. And they planned to start with Christianity. Dun, dun, dun. But how? said the doctor, hoping like all baddies the Munskin would explain his plan in intricate detail. How can you possibly hope to destroy Christianity? And the Munskin, who was not the brightest bulb in the socket, laid out his plan. 
with drawings and learning aids to make sure the Doctor and Rose understood and explained that any moment now, Mary, Joseph and child would travel this road on their way to Bethlehem. A quick punch-up and a handily placed dagger and that would be the end of Christianity. Child would be no more. <gasps> you little bugger, said Rose and punched him on the nose. The Munskin, while being top of his game when it came to evil plans, could not take a punch and he fell down with a groan, rapidly galloping down Unconsciousness Boulevard. Right, said the doctor, we'd better go and stop him. And he zapped the prone Munskin with his sonic screwdriver, rendering him immobile until he could come back and deal with him. Just then, a donkey clip-clopped into view, a heavily pregnant woman perched on its back, a man leading it forward by a rope. Totally oblivious to the Doctor and Rose, the trio disappeared along the road to Bethlehem. Wow, said Rose. How cool was that? <laughs> yeah, said the Doctor, but there are five deranged goblins out there determined to stop that baby from being born. We've got to stop them. Dun, dun, dun. And off they trotted. Now, luckily for the Doctor and Rose, the Munskins were not the stealthiest creatures in the universe and they were easy to spot, despite their lack of size. Hmm. Equally lucky for our heroic duo, Mary and Joseph and the donkey didn't seem to notice anything amiss in the Holy Land as they came to the end of their long journey. It may have been that they were shagged out from their epic trek, or perhaps there was a surplus of blue police boxes, strange goblins, chavs and time lords in the olden days, and the Bible scholars simply chose to ignore them. Either way, the Doctor and Rose were able to creep up on and nobble the first three Munskins before they had the chance to get the jump on the holy party. The fourth Munskin had taken up position on top of a large flat rock overlooking the road. He had a large knife in one hand and a set of nicely polished knuckle dusters secured on the other. He was not a nice munskin at all. The Doctor and Rose were sneaking from rock to rock behind Mary and Joseph and the donkey when they spotted the would-be assassin, ready to leap from his perch and accost the holy party as they passed beneath him. Oh no, they thought. However will we stop them? So they picked up lots of sharp stones and threw them at him just as he was about to leap. Oh, damn bugger, cried the Munskin, <laughs> as Mary and Joseph and the donkey disappeared round a bend in the road. He held up his hands in surrender, but Rose threw another stone at him anyway, and <clears throat> grinned as it bounced off his nose and knocked him to the ground. You win, said the Munskin, as he stared up at the doctor's sonic screwdriver. But be warned, my brother is bigger and tougher than all of us, and he will kill child before you can stop him. <laughs> So the doctor zapped him into snoozeland with his sonic screwdriver and off they ran towards Bethlehem. Oh, how they ran and ran to catch the last Munskin. They ran past caravans of camels and peasants leaving the fields after a long day's toiling. They ran past a meadow where a shepherd was chasing a predator away from his flock. No, he was shouting, you naughty, naughty creature, you bad wolf. And he hit oh. it with his crook until it ran away. Oh they ran faster and faster until the holy couple and the donkey were within sight. And there <gasps> was the last Munskin hiding behind a large rock. Nipping round behind the rocks, the doctor and Rose gathered up yet more stones and prepared to hurl them at the Munskin. But this one was more devious than his <gasps> colleagues and had no intention of tackling the holy couple mano a mano, as it were. He edged forward, drew a rather nasty-looking ray gun and took aim. 
just as Mary and Joseph and Donkey were about to round and bend out, bend out of sight. Rose, who was really a brave and heroic soul at heart, threw herself at him with a dramatic no, and the final Munskin shot was ruined. And he threw down the ray gun and stamped around in the dirt, saying "Damn, damn, damn!" as the holy couple and the donkey disappeared into the little town of Bethlehem. The doctor, who was somewhat irked with the Munskins, what with the whole aiming ray guns at pregnant women issue, not to mention the messing with the course of human history issue, and Definitely not to mention the fact that "Away in a Manger" was his favourite song, and he wouldn't get to sing it if the life of、mm. said little Lord Jesus was snubbed out before it began by a deranged goblin. Picked it up by the collar and shook it until it begged to be put down. Rose had gone very pink, and she bent down and she she was nose to nose with the shaken Munskin. How could you? She yelled. How could you arm a little baby? What has he ever done to you? The Munskin blinked at her. What baby? He said. I was aiming for child. Yes, she bellowed, looking frighteningly like her mother. I know you were. Why would you hurt a baby? He hasn't even been born yet. The Munskin looked thoroughly befuddled, and his eyes shot from Rose to the doctor and back again. The donkey, he whimpered. I was aiming for the donkey. That was our、yeah. mission. And Rose and the doctor, for the first time ever, didn't know what to say. So the Munskin, after they promised not to hurt him, explained. It was all the Bible's fault," the doctor said later, as they ambled into Bethlehem to find the stable and try to catch a glimpse of the baby. It really wasn't written clearly enough, and you could understand how the Munskins had become confused. All through the Christmas story, there was talk of Mary being heavy with child, and kings and wise men coming to see the child, and the child being the son of God. To an egg-laying race like the Munskins, the pregnant Mary must have looked extremely heavy, and the only one with her the whole time, other than Joseph, was the donkey. So when they read that Mary was heavy with child, it was a little wonder they assumed child was the donkey's name.、Mm, Such an easy mistake to make.、Mm. The nativity scene was everything Rose had hoped it would be, just a little smellier. What with all the oxen and asses doing what oxen and asses are wont to do when a woman gives birth in front of them without so much as a by your leave. She and the doctor ducked unseen into one of the stalls, apologising quietly to a rather startled-looking cow, and peeked out to catch a glimpse of the baby Jesus. He was cute as a button, with a tuft of dark brown hair sticking up from the top of his head. He didn't look anything like Robert Powell, <laughs> and obviously had never heard the line in a way in a manger that stated "No crying he makes" because he was screaming his head off in a rather bad-tempered, pink-faced kind of way. Rose grinned. Noisy little bugger, isn't he? Do you think they'll let me cuddle him? The doctor frowned. Rose, you don't just cuddle the son of God. Why? He's cute. Worried she was about to cause another temporal incident, which he naturally would have to clear up. He tugged at her sleeve and pulled her towards the stable door. Come on, time to go. It wouldn't do to be seen. We could get back and find schoolchildren singing about three kings, three wise men, and one man and his chav. Oi! <laughs> Quiet. You'll scare the baby. Rose glared daggers at the doctor's back as she slipped out of the stable. She risked one more glance at the holy couple as they gazed down at the screaming newborn before edging after the time lord. Unfortunately, what with stables being home to animals of all shapes, sizes, and digestive disorders, the straw-covered floor hid one or two smelly, squelchy surprises. Rose, being Rose, trod in one, making her trainers a real mess. Oh Jesus! She said loudly, scraping one shoe against the side of the stall before the doctor dragged her out into the night.
Joseph and Mary looked up and the Madonna smiled at her husband. Oh, that's a nice name, she said. Uh, the end. Oh. <laughs> That's our Christmas story. Very festive. He's glaring at me. <laughs> oh, what did you What did you think? Very well done. Very silly. Yes. So back to twenty oh five. Why were they called Munskins? I don't know. It was just Cause, funny. Because they were. They were Munskins. Why are you called Andy? Because <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a contraction of Andrew. Oh. Why are you called Andrew? That's something to do with my parents and a christening. And, you know. <laughs> well, you're lucky that the Doctor and Rose stopped them then, or you'd have had no christening. Mm. Mm, that's very true. <laughs> mm. <laughs> brining. Brining, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Got a quick Doc 2 quiz here. It's Christmas specials. And you've got Ooh. to name it from the description I give. Oh, okay. Oh, I think it'd be pretty easy, most of these. Right, let's start with giving head and a very long night. Head Ooh. and a very long night. A Christmas special. Hmm. Christmas Carol? Nope. Giving head and a very long night. Was Handel's in any of the... Uh... Time of the Doctor. Time of the Doctor. No, not time of the Doctor. What was the what was the the Capaldi and um, first Doctor one? So uh, twice upon a time. Is it twice upon a time? Not that one, no. No, I should give you that the one. The Doctor, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. No, he's going to go through them. <laughs> yeah, we are <laughs> giving head and a very long night. Yep, I thought he said knife. No, night, <laughs> night, okay. Night. Night with a K or with an N? An N. Okay. M. The dark bit of the day. <laughs> I have no idea. Waters of Mars? No, that's not even a Christmas one. Oh, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just randomly naming episodes. <laughs> uh, Do you give up? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Husbands of River Song. Oh, oh the Greg oh, Davis God. thing. The oh, head, the yeah, head being taken and the very long yep, night. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're yep. so clever. Okay. <laughs> No, we've, all, we've all managed to erase from our memories for some reason. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I should get this one, surely. But you said that in the last one. Turkey Troubles. Oh, that's with Clara and the Doctor naked and stuff. Is that Time of the Doctor? <laughs> time of the Doctor. Time of the Doctor, yeah. Yay! I always remember naked doctors, <laughs> even though we, we could see his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Role-playing during disaster. Ooh. Titanic one. Nope. Nope. Okay, role-playing... During disaster. So it's pretending to be someone else. Mm. That was a non-committal hmm. <laughs> the lion, the witch and the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Not the doctor, the bitch on the wardrobe, no. <laughs> oh, was, it, was it the first one with Rose? Christmas Evasion, no. Oh, heck. We're really rubbish at these. I can never remember the names of the Christmas specials. <laughs> Runaway Bride? Not Runaway Bride, no. Just randomly mentioned. I know. Give us, another, cl give us another clue. Mm. A particularly festive one. Is that Christmas the one Carol. With Father Christmas mm. at the beginning. A Christmas Carol. Yeah. Oh. A Christmas Carol. Amy and Rory were obviously uh, role playing. Yeah. In their outfits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I should have known it would have something to do with her. <laughs> Mental crisis and hot air. Oh, oh the, the alternative oh, doctor the one. Doctor. Yeah. yeah. The next doctor. The next doctor. We got one. one. <laughs> Deep hole. Fills by angry doctor. That's mm. the runaway bride. The runaway bride. <laughs> the runaway bride, indeed. Spider flush down plug hole. Wooden and derivative. The oh. next doctor. The, no, the, um, no, the name the, of the doctor. No, that's the doctor yeah. of witch in the wardrobe. Yeah, the doctor of the widow in the wardrobe, yeah. We're chucking a witch in there, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> <laughs> she probably was a witch. Probably yeah. was, yeah. 
Chirpy Chapes gets just desserts. Ooh. The Titanic one, I can't remember the name of it. With Kylie Minogue. Yeah. No, not... not uh... Oh, we just assumed mm. she was the chirpy one. <laughs> chirpy Chapes gets just desserts. Was this the custard chirpy episode? Chappy. The next Doctor? Nope. Chirpy Chappy. Chirpy Chapes mm. gets just mm-hmm. desserts. Oh, it's the snowman. Yep. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> She dies horribly. Yes, she dies horribly. <laughs> Underlying I know, grudges. I know. <laughs> A nightmare to many who outstays her welcome. What else was Clara in? <laughs> <laughs> that would be, oh God, uh, Capaldi's first one. Last Christmas? Yeah, last Christmas, yeah. <laughs> Nightmare thing. Yeah. <sighs> He's quite a shallow young man. Isn't he? <laughs> right. While we're on quizzes, can I just do a quick Game of Thrones quiz? Yeah, absolutely. Now, these questions are going to be really hard, but Keith is just so good at these, aren't you? I am. Oh, so okay. good. Okay. Are you ready? We're ready. What was the name of Sansa Stark's direwolf? Oh, God. Dog. No. no. <laughs> God, what's it called again? Um, Fluffy. I think Keith's uh, got it. Would it be the North? The North, yes, exactly. It was the North. Okay. Okay. What is Gendry's profession? Oh, God. Um, is he a blacksmith? No, no, not at all. Um, Have you got it? Would it be the North? He was the North, right, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Noble houses. Which house has the following flag? A crowned black stag rampant on a golden background. The North. Oh, crumbly <laughs> knew that one. <laughs> now, this one is particularly hard and deserves the most yeah. gravelly of voices. Who is Catelyn Stark's father? The milkman. Mm. That's only a rumour. <laughs> <laughs> and I will have the head of any man who spreads it. <laughs> the? Nearly. North? Yes! Uh, That was the Brain of Thrones quiz. Thank you. Thank you. Well done, Keith. Well done. Jean's not saying anything, but she's got a very strange expression. I know. That's the expression where if we were actually in the room, I'd be scared. But because she's in a different tier to us, I can go. I thought she was about to take her top off at us. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, As threats go, it's an odd one. (laughs) It's what you threaten your youngest son with. Yeah, I know, but, you know, that's because I'm weird. (laughs) Right, what else have we been reviewing, chaps and chapes? Dark materials. Mm -hmm. Then let us talk about that. Does someone want to introduce it? Dear listeners, we've all been watching BBC One, haven't we? We have. Indeed. Mm. Or HBO for some people, but BBC One here. Mm -hmm. Yes. A very good series has just reached its finale, and that series is... The is Dark, Dark Materials. Materials. Season 2. Pause for music. Right, I read the books. Yonks she had. Ago. She has. Yeah, me too, young ago. Don't remember much about him. I knew what was coming at the end of this season. She did. Yep. And it made me cry. In the When I, I... read the book, the scene mm-hmm. that I'm not mentioning because we haven't yet yelled spoiler music, spoiler music. Sha-la-la-la-la. Sha-la-la-la-la. We have now. I was, I was in, my, in my room reading the book 
and I actually had to put the book down and cry into my pillow. When, when <laughs> oh, really? Wow. I don't even remember it happening. Oh, man, it was so sad. But anyway, back to the beginning. Right, Lyra has crossed over into our world. She has. And they've burned her and we've met halfway. And what's the name of that strange mountain light town? I can't remember. I don't think it actually got named. Did it get named? It, it, yeah, it's it Chichi did, yes. Carter or something, isn't it? I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, Chichi I think most places, Chichi Chichi most of them seem to refer to it as the midpoint, though, don't yeah. they? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Let's call it the midpoint. I mean, it's not It's not our world, it's not her world, it's an in-between point yeah. anyway. It's a, it's a third, third realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's where Will learns his destiny. He is to be the knife bearer. He is. Mm. Wasn't that gory? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's quite a severe wound because it still hasn't healed. No, it doesn't for quite a while. Oh, yeah. that I, I winced at that knife fight. Oh, yeah. he had his fingers <laughs> chopped off for anyone yeah. who doesn't know. <laughs> it's very lucky he wound. wrapped his hand already. Magical wounds always <laughs> take time to heal. Mm. <laughs> and she's inflicted a few. Just a Gazi or something like that, isn't mm. it? And, and the the midpoint, the town at this midpoint is inhabited by children oh, and by... Oh, for- Rejects from a Harry Potter movie. <laughs> what what were those wraith-like things? The spectres. 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 Spectres, yeah. That basically sucked the life out of any adult, except for apparently if you're a school teacher from Cambridge. Yeah. You spent the night well, there Oxford, and never yeah. saw any mm-hmm. of them. But I then, think mm. that's because she doesn't come from that world. Mm, no, she it, doesn't yeah. have a demon. Unless they don't exactly. Re- um, well, because, yeah, don't they attack the demons? They seem to attack the demons world? rather yeah. than the, the, the humans. The yeah, they consume yeah. the demon by the look of it. They they leave the shell, well, just an empty shell, basically. Yeah, yeah I mean, basically, it doesn't actually move that further out there. Then you, you've got Lyra loses the... Alethiometer. Alethiometer. Mm-hmm. Then they have to get it back. You've got this wonderful professor in our realm that has found mm-hmm. dark matter, which is basically dust. Mm, dust, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, but I do love the scene with Mrs. Coulter and the, the guy, the collector. Oh, um, blimey, yeah. And there's a scene where he's sort of like, you're so intelligent, and she's she's a surprised that women in this realm can hold positions of power and can hold doctorates and that kind of stuff mm. and everything she was the most clever person in her class got top figures and everything had to be published under a man's name and I, it did remind me mm. of the victorian mm. era but you yeah. can yeah, see that start to shift in her mind of it's almost like um feminism is growing in mrs coulter and it's like yeah. mm-hmm. we've got the chance to change this and i think she she saw an, she's seen an alternative way that everything doesn't yeah. have to be as is. Possibilities. Now, mm. yeah, a, que- a question I raised in um, one of my uh, Crumbly's Corners was, the Magisterium, is it a theocracy um, with a very large army and air force, mm-hmm. or is it a military dictatorship with uh, religious overtones? I mean, that's the question well, that's bugging me. The, I think it's the latter of military <laughs> Oh, I, dis- I disagree. I think, well, the, the religion is the central point for that entire world. Mm. It, it is. Yeah. It, the, I mean, the fact that the um, the vicars have military logo on their... Um, yeah. That, that's, yes. that's, Every, everything comes down to the authority, which yeah, is that, God. That's what I mean. It's yes. more... It, it is a religion, but it's more utilised as military. Yeah. They seem mm-hmm. to be in charge of it. So it's, it mm-hmm. is, to my mind, a military dictatorship yeah. with religious trappings. Yeah, I think it would depend on which came first, really. I mean, if you look in this world, 
Um, the only reason why religious groups don't necessarily hold, play, hold sway is because we've had monarchs who then went off and wanted to get divorces and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. But you look in some countries where there's been no break in that, the, the line between religious power and governmental power mm, is there yeah. you know, looking yeah. looking at our own history i would take it as the knights templar but writ large but there's very very much um a patriarchy it's oh yeah oh very much so the, yeah, the, yeah the, the, as, as we saw with mrs coulter she 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 was very much the power behind the throne but she couldn't be seen to direct the power mm. And when mm. she when she met Mary, when she came into our world and met Mary, she was a bit speechless when yeah. Mary talked about the papers she'd had published. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying about around it. Yeah, that that scene, and you could almost see a, sh- a shift in Miss yeah. Coulter's thinking. I was going to say, how does she co- she control the um the spectres? Because there's something that she turns off in herself. They feed on they feed on people's humanity, so she yeah. switches off that yeah, that side of herself. Yeah, yeah she does yeah. what Lyra does when she reads mm. the alethiometer. Yeah, she steps uh, sideways out mm. of herself and yeah, can and access it. I think it was actually mentioned at one point. She shuts down everything human, which is why she's got this weird relationship with her demon. Yeah, because she's not entirely right. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh God, towards yeah. the end where she was um, taunting her demon with the spectre. It looked oh, like she was going to get the spectre to kill her own demon, yeah. which would kill herself. Which would have been it's, rather it was, counterproductive. It's, yeah. it's taking mm. self-harm to a new level. Mm. And it's yeah. clearly yeah. afraid of her. Yeah. It's clearly afraid mm. of her because it's like shying mm. away from her hand like it's going to get hit. Mm. That's exactly yeah. what it's like. You see, if you see children or pets mm. that have been mistreated, they flinch away from kindness because they assume it's not going to be kindness, mm, yeah, it's yeah, pain. Yeah. It's actually physically part of her as well. Yeah, that's yeah. this is what I mean, mm. self, well, self-harm. She, mm. she is completely and utterly mad, but it's under a tight, rigid control. Yeah. I wouldn't say she was mad. I'd just say she was very ruthless. Uh, no, oh, I think, no, I think, I think, I think she's completely yeah. off her rocker, but everything <laughs> is completely battened mm. down and yeah. suppressed. I think um, no. if we compared to her to someone today, the closest I can think of would be some sort of psychopath. schizophrenia or psych- yeah, Maybe Dennis psychopath. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> There's um, a completely different person under the surface who... Every now and then mm. surfaces, and yeah. it's not good for anyone. Yeah, mm. go, uh, going back to her demon and such, I mean, sort of, how come she is capable of distancing herself from her demon? Because ordinarily, you only see you see a person and their demon within a few feet of each other. Well, she and the witches can be as really far apart. Oh, the witches, they're yeah, completely mm. different. But I get, mm. again, I think this comes down to self harm. I think it hurts the both of them, but they've mm-hmm. become used to the pain of being mm. further yeah. apart. But he's never. Mm that far away from her just a lot further away than pantalaemon is from lyra oh i don't know when she goes to go and see the professor she's Mm, actually quite some distance apart and and if you looked at the distress that the monkey was in when Mm. she was walking away oh speaking of demons and such i mean who thinks that pantalaemon when he's a red panda is utterly inutterably (laughs) cute (laughs) i hope I really hope he... I can't remember if, he, if he's settled in any of the books, but I hope he settles as a oh, red I panda. Think, I can't remember. I think in the, uh, in the uh, 
amber spyglass he assumes to be a form of a pine martin oh does he Mm, yeah. Oh, I'd prefer the um, <laughs> It's They make change. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, but who cheered when Pantalion sort of, you know, went absolutely mental and sort of uh, attacked um, Evil Monkey? Oh, that yeah. was yeah. a dodgy mm. scene. That was, yeah. talk about the mother have, uh, mother and daughter being very alike. That was, oh, yeah. that blimey, was yeah. Lyra. That was the um, Daenerys Targaryen yeah. moments. That was Lyra <laughs> showing she's got that, that mm. madness within that her. That vicious streak. Clamp down on it. Also, same tactics, but different intent. Yeah, yeah, she was mm, doing she, it to protect herself, yes. whereas Mrs. Coulter yeah. was doing it because she could. Yeah, mm, yeah. yeah. But it's still there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not denying that, but instead, it, it, that's how it starts. Yeah. Mm. So, what, what do we think about the fact that Lyra is Eve? I have no idea mm, what the, this Eve character the second is. Second Eve, yeah. It's from the you know it's the original Adam and Eve. Yeah, Eve. The Bible. And Eve but yeah. How how can she be Eve if she's Cortar's daughter? This is the, this is well this is the thing you know they believe her to be the reincarnation of Eve. Like, ah, so the it's sec- a, yeah, the second the second Eve, yeah. yeah. So she has the she has it within her to start mm. the world again, as it were. Does mm. that make the life better well, of Adam? But they're only It'd friends. <laughs> for the moment. For all that nonsense. Oh, and what did we all think of uh, Moriarty as uh, Japari? Mm. Oh, as, as his, as, Again, as, as his mad. dad. Mm. Yeah. 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 But you would be, wouldn't you? <laughs> I was very yeah. upset at the end, not so much with him, but with the um, the aviator. L- Lee Scoresby, that's the scene I was talking yeah. about. When I, was reading, when I read that in the book, it just finished me. Yeah. And I was worried yeah. they, wouldn't, they wouldn't do it justice. Oh, I think oh, they did. They did. Mm-hmm. But Talking they um, it, it, don't it, go before it was, me. It yeah. was the scene. Oh. Where, it was the scene where uh, Hester limped over to uh, Lee Scoresby and yeah, to make her farewells. Yeah, I mean yeah. there was almost a major blood fest. I have to admit, I, I thought he was. He had further to go in the story because say I haven't read the mm. book, so I, mm. I don't know anything about it. Um, and I thought, oh, his character might have something further to go in the story, but I do like. The, you know the line that you know they're dead because they're demon vaporized. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. No coming back from that. Mm, yeah. No, but it's be... it's a really weird season. This there's been a lot gone on, but try and actually explain what's happened, and it and it's a very small <laughs> bit of the story. It's just had so many threads to mm. it, and it's just mm. been so oh, yeah. well done. They've spent time on actually fleshing out the characters and. Mm. And mm. on specific scenes, so it it's not necessarily been fast paced, but it has been very gripping. Yeah, mm. mm. it's been quite the clearing the decks at the end there. Oh God, so yeah. was obviously poisoned by Coulter. Yeah, yeah. Scoresby's dead. Yep. Uh, yeah, Japari's dead. Yeah, Japari's dead. Yeah, um, yeah. One of the Whatever witches as well. She, two. Yes, two of the witches. Two of the witches. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, so, blimey, yeah. If I remember rightly, you wanted to punch the BBC announcer, didn't you? Oh God. Announcer, in the last episode, before the last episode, he said, and I'm sure we could also use some good news now, so here's the last episode of his Dark Materials. And (laughs) at that that point, I thought, oh, well, perhaps Lee Scoresby doesn't die till the end of the next series. But as soon as that balloon crashed, I thought, oh, you Mm. utter git. Obviously, he hadn't seen it. Oh, what a dick, though. (laughs) I have to say, you kind of knew where... um, Lara was, but really putting your daughter in a box, having drugged her, obviously. Oh, no. yeah. It's, it's going to get worse. Again, it's for her own good. 
Yeah. yeah. Myself and Fake Crumbly were watching this on iPlayer, and what really hacked me off was um, right, the, the very last scene right after the closing titles, where you just see this blurred image. Oh, yes. Yeah. And sort of, yeah, and what is this place, Lyra? That was obscured by, this is what you could watch next. Oh, no! <laughs> really? Yeah. And we watched it on catch-up. Yeah. We, we, we recorded it. So, yeah, you have Roger coming out of the mm. gloom. Now, those yeah. of us yeah. who Roger's dead. know what this is going to be. Uh-huh. Mm. Oh, is there, yeah. an, uh, is there an after scene, then? There yeah. is, there yes. Is. Off, there is, off yeah. the closing credits. Oh, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen that. Mm-hmm. Go, go and watch it. Don't turn off. It's <laughs> Marvel taught you nothing. Yeah, in this days of Marvel, you do not turn off before the end of credits. I was surprised she has rail, because they made a big thing about the fact they couldn't record with him. Mm. There was a whole episode they had to lose because they couldn't schedule it. Yeah. Of COVID and mm-hmm. yeah. So to see him in that one scene, I thought it was really great. Yeah. Reminded mm-hmm. us that he is there. Yeah, he's he's he allowed. Is about. Yeah. And uh, obviously... Angels are real, as as we find out oh, through yeah. this season anyway. Yeah. yeah, and he's now in league with some of them at least. Yeah, to try to kill uh, God, kill the authority. Yeah, and, the authority. another war can, in heaven. Can I ask? Because you've mm. read yeah. the book, are these angels the modern idea of angels? No. Are the original mm. old traditional idea of angels? They're Neither. Not, they're, yeah, they're not. <laughs> and the angel Gabriel came down from on high mm. and had a sparkly halo. And they're not <laughs> the um, evil, horrible things not, that you're thinking they're, of. They're not. They're, no, some, they're somewhere in between. All right, because mm. angels are either now twinkly little light things like Tinkerbell, or have a more <laughs> traditional aspect of basically being. Excuse my French here. Kick-ass warriors that no. nowadays most <laughs> people would sit there going, "You sure that's an angel?" Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're neither of those. Next season is going to get quite dark for Lyra. Oh blimey, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. But yeah, but summing up, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, I really mm. did. I mean, oh god, yeah. yes, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, okay, I'm going to do a crumbly rant. Yeah, so. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I, I'll get comfortable. Think... Yeah, yeah. One of, one of those biscuits. No, nice. okay. a, and a cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> no, as I say, I mean. This is a prime example of what the BBC can do when they put their mind to it. I mean, I won't wax lyrical about the the reprehensible versions of uh, War of the Worlds and um, <laughs> and uh, a Christmas Carol. And what's the other one? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, the uh, Mark Gatiss version whoop, of Dracula. Whoop, I mean, difference the... of opinion. Whoop, difference <laughs> of opinion. <laughs> well, the less said about them, the better. And that's. Just... <laughs> As I say, I mean, I've made my sentiments clear on those. As I say, sort of, I mean, this is a perfect example of what the BBC can do when, when they put their mind to it. It is pretty mm. damn good, yeah. isn't it? Mm. And oh, also, very much so, yeah. And I also think... it highlights the difference between this and the Golden Compass film, oh, which yeah. had all the religious aspects of it Taken stripped out because so, it didn't yeah. want to offend people. The difference there, Crumbly, is the difference between someone looking at a book or a story and going, that's really, really good, but I think I can do better. I'm not saying whether they've done it better or not is a good or bad thing. But Mm, the things like The War of the Worlds and the the Dracula weren't the original book. They were someone looking at it and reinterpreting it in a different way. I loved the Dracula, but with this one, they seem to be, as I say, I haven't read the books, they Mm, seem to be sticking to Mm. the book. There's no interpretation or second guessing or what have you. And I think that sometimes when you have something that's a very strong, popular piece of of writing, it is beneficial to stick with the writing you have been given. Mm. 
you can oh, yeah. have some interesting and good variations mm-hmm. off of that. Yeah. But it's a bit like when they suddenly change the killer in a, a Miss Marple. Yeah, mm-hmm. most people won't get it. But if you happen to like Miss Marple, you are sitting there throwing things at a TV <laughs> no, because someone thinks so, yeah. they can do better than a person who yeah, knew the these characters yeah. intimately. The difference here being, ignoring the film, nobody has really done his Dark Materials before. Mm. Whereas yeah. with Dracula and uh, War of the Worlds, there's been a million adaptations of those. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. you probably want to do something fresh. Okay, they may have failed... But they were at least trying to do something different. Yeah, Bracklin has been done do a, over 30 times in 30 different ways in 30 mm. different oh, countries. Yeah. Yeah. This has yeah. never been done before like this. I'd like yeah. to see yeah. someone actually do War of the Worlds like in the book, which is about mm. the yeah. only version of War Worlds that has never been done. <laughs> there have been well, versions. One person has done it, Jeff Wine. <laughs> yeah, he's about there the only one. very anyway. little singing in the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. They might have done it in between scenes. They cut those out. <laughs> but, yeah, I know what you mean. If, if they put their mind to it, if they because mm. it, it isn't necessarily them throwing special effects at this. Special oh, no. effects are good, but mm. it's not they're they're there to enhance it. It's not it's, it's not, not a bit like Doctor where it, no. it can mm. sometimes end yeah. up SFX driven. This mm. is very much the story driven element. And I think yeah. that, you know, it is it's down to the casting and the acting and all the rest of oh, it. Oh, very well. much so. I mean sort of special effects should only be there to accentuate parts of the story and not yeah. overwhelm it. Yeah. But the two kids, Daphne Keane and the lad whose name I can never remember, mm. they are Simply outstanding. Mm. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Mm. He's a really good actor. Ruth Wilson. Oh my God, (laughs) Mrs. Coulter. She's amazing. I think she has specialised in playing psychos because she was in a couple of Luthers. Oh, was she off her trolley? Mm. Yeah, she plays a really good character in that in Luther as well. Yeah. Do we know if everything's all right at home with her? (laughs) (laughs) No idea. No idea. But I didn't realise until recently that the new cardinal in charge of the church yeah. is Daphne Keane's father in real life. Oh, oh. I noticed oh. there was another Keane oh. in the... I kept meaning to look it up. Yeah, Will oh. Keane is actually Daphne Keane's father. Oh, right. Not, I don't think they've had any scenes together, have they? No, no. I don't think no, so. But they probably will do in the final book, I can't remember. But uh, yeah, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, she turns up, right, Dad, this is my show. Do <laughs> <laughs> As with The Mandalorian, we would like to know what you good folks thought of his Dark Materials. You can watch it on iPlayer for a fair while yet. Yep. Really, really, really mm-hmm. is worth watching. I recommend it. Mm. Yeah. You oh, can definitely. tell us what you thought by writing to us at show at staggeringstories.net. I have a poem. Oh, God. Oh, really? Oh, oh, she, she has a po- poem. I think you might be pushing it a Christmas poem. but It's a Christmas poem. <laughs> what do you mean in the way that Die Hard's a Christmas movie? Yeah. Mm, yeah. It is. Well, no. It's, it is. it's a movie set at Christmas. It's called A Starfleet Christmas. Okay. Okay. I'll get you. I'll let you off. <laughs> Has it, got, has it got to be spoken in the in, in Shatner tones? Oh, God, no. I couldn't do that. <laughs> A Starfleet Christmas. T'was Christmas time in Starfleet land. The tinsel stuff looked rather grand. The festive balls were sparkling and the crackers needed pulling. 
Out back were bays for shuttlecraft, for starships sensible and daft, with stalls for reindeer kept in aft, and pens to put the bull in. Their host was quark, his ears a-tingle, watching mm. as his guests did mingle. Next-gen crew and station staff ganged up on Kirk and Co. When Janeway and all her gang gave party time that certain bang, and Spock did raise an eyebrow up and mutter, Thrice times ho! There is no logic in this beard, and bright red shirts are to be feared. I am not jolly or rotund, I cannot fill your stockings. But Dax did grin and grasp his ear, said, Spock, my sweet, come over here, and whispered words that Vulcan's son found curiously shocking. Mm. Behind them Worf did glare and growl, imagined ways to disembowel, when Torres slunk past on the prowl and got his senses raring. And Paris mm. darted past with drinks, said, come on, love, this party stinks, let's find a cosy cubbyhole. Alone, Worf, I'm not sharing. Frustrated Klingon hit the booze, sang songs on tables to amuse, saw Troy and Riker chatting and grabbed mistletoe and more, said, sorry if this seems offhand, but frankly, sir, I think you're grand, kissed Riker's no startled nose and passed out cleanly on the floor. <laughs> By now the party fun was flowing, McCoy brought booze to keep things going, challenged all around him to a game of down in one. An hour passed and eyes were glazed and bones slurred. God, I'm quite amazed. My whiskey hasn't got you phased, said Data. That was fun. My android systems like this game. My joints will never be the same. And bones did growl. God damn it, I'm a doctor, not a sponge. Yay! I didn't know that you're not human. God in heaven, boy, I'm fuming. Dropped his glass in anger and across the table lunged. Kirk and Jean-Luc sat and chattered, watched as Android got quite battered, didn't try mm. to help because they wondered who would conquer. And Kirk did laugh and sneer and brag, and Jean-Luc said, your doctor's bad, but mine is pretty, not a hag, and you don't get to bonker. <laughs> <laughs> Gotti finally worked up nerve and offered Crusher an hors d'oeuvre and asked her for another dance and twirled her on the floor. And Bev did gulp the starter down and flourish past him in her gown, said, Sorry, Scott, I'm feeling down, and bolted for the door. Oh. As Wesley watched his mum run past, he drained the whiskey from his glass and tried to put the moves upon some woman from the station. And Cisco laughed with Janeway. They'd shared a joke, what can I say, but found his gaze kept straying to Uhura in frustration. While in the corner, Kira turned and jumped and yelped like she'd been burned and dropped a glass of wine and then smacked Wesley on the nose, <laughs> said, touch my butt again, you die, and smacked him once more in the eye, picked up a nearby chocolate pie and wiped it down his clothes. <laughs> and finally, the worst occurred. Quark shouted loud so all had heard, the alcohol has gone and all the nibbles have been downed. But should you feel a certain need to stay and clean up, please feel free. They left the bar at record speed and Quark just stood and frowned. Twas Christmas time in Starfeet land. The tinsel stuff looked rather grand. The festive balls had shattered and the floor with glass was riddled. Outside the starships pulled away and Cisco, Kirk and Jane away saw John Luke cuffed and hauled away for flying while he's piddled. <laughs> <laughs> there! <laughs> poem epic captures the true meaning of Christmas. Epic poem. Right, we have a quick 30 second recommendation here. Ooh. Not from us, though, from Graham Sheridan. Thank Ooh. you, Graham. Thank you, Graham. Hello, Staggerers. Graham, 
from the Pratchett Podcast here with a 30-ish second recommendation. We know they're never 30 seconds recommendations. They're always longer. Anyways, <laughs> it's for a book series called The Chronicles of St. Mary's. It follows the historian Dr. Madeline Max Maxwell, which is mostly referred to as Max, as they don't time travel, but they investigate uh, historical events in contemporary time. So, that's the short of it. The longer of it, there are now, at this moment, 12 books and 15 short stories. And every Christmas, Easter, and any other event you can think of, the author, Jodie Taylor, brings out a new short story. So, I can highly recommend it. Uh, There is ups and downs, and on Facebook we even have a virtual St Mary's. We all get to pretend to be... Whoa. Disaster magnets. (laughs) Yes, that's the thing that everybody seems to be in this thing. If there's a disaster that can happen, then disaster disaster will happen to them. That's why there are disaster magnets. So, I wish you Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and bye for now. He was right. That was that was slightly longer than thirty seconds. That was, yes. <laughs> yes. I've not heard of it. Anyone heard of it? No, no, no heard of that one. Look, look it up. Thank you, no, Graham. Thank you. Yeah. you. Look. Before we move on to feedback, someone who is without a Christmas hat, which Ooh. quite frankly is disgraceful. First time <laughs> in how many years? Glaring down at you. From behind yeah. you. I think we should wish him a I very happy new very year. Happy. Yep. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Is he getting anything special for Christmas? Uh, I don't know. May get his spike cleaned. <laughs> oh God, what's squeaking? Dear listeners, you've been writing to us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Made our Christmas bright. Thank you. Um, just you, you particularly. Thanks. Your Christmas Thank is you. going to end really quickly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Who have we heard from? We've heard from Adrian. Hello, Adrian. Adrian. He says, hello, team. Woo-hoo. Long time, no feedback. And well, I guess this, this is still not feedback, but such is life. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to wish you all a very happy Christmas, Hanu, Kwanzaa, Life Day, Solstice and or Festivus. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> the rest of us c- cover, cover all the bases. And while 2020 seems to have been a fixed point in time for many, yeah. I hope your 2021 is more 11th hour than Bad Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for all the posts and podcasts over the years. Also, even though I am more observer than participant, please know that your efforts bring light to the dark and are very greatly appreciated. Thank oh. you. Be safe and stay in the good timeline. MTFBY and LLAP. What does that mean? Just long live and prosper, isn't it? Oh, uh-huh. yeah, live long mm-hmm. and prosper. Live long May and the prosper, force be with, be with you. you. Ah. Just, just accept it We're and say thank you. very old. Sincerely, Adrian, Los Angeles, California, USA. Thank you. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Oh. P.S. Yep. Just kidding. Keep, just keeping up with the tradition. Miss you all. Thank you. <laughs> We've also heard from Andy Smith. Hello. Hello, Andy. Andy. Who's in Chantilly, Virginia, Ooh. the place where the oh, mess comes from. Oh, yes. Maybe, maybe. Says, Dear Staggerers, where's it, maybe? 
Hopefully this gets in before your Christmas episode recording because I want to mm. say thank you for the wonderful Christmas card. Ah, thank you. It gave me a good laugh when I opened it. <laughs> Though upon further review, I do wonder what exactly the Stay Puffed Marshmallow <laughs> Man is doing to that Tyrannosaurus. Perhaps it's yeah. just best not no, to think about it. No. Just just move on. Throughout the years, your podcast has been a true source of joy and laughter this year, even more so. (laughs) I often listen to you on my commute near the end of the week when I'm worn out and grouchy and need a pick-me-up. I'm not sure exactly how long I've been listening, but it's been at least 10 years. And at this point, listening to your show is like sitting down and laughing with old friends. Here's to many more years of fun, frivolity and jollity. Merry Christmas and a happy new year, Andy. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's nice to know this madness is worth it. Happy (laughs) year. We've been going 10 years. We've been going about 13 years. Oh, God. Oh, blonde. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's more than 13 years now. 2022 will be the 20th anniversary of the Staggering Stories website. You're oh. kidding. Yeah, the website, Good yeah. God. Not, the web, not the podcast, but the website. Oh, yeah, yeah. the website, but yeah. still, you're kidding. <laughs> no, straight up. <laughs> We've got some Christmas cards that have been sent to us physically as well. So oh, we oh, read them out, read them out. Show us the pictures. Okay, it's got one here from Matt. Matt Tilly, thank you for your card. Make me smile, great design. And uh, we've got some fears, hopes and dreams for the next podcast episode. Right, yeah. Excellent. With our New Year special. Oh, thank mm. you, Matt. Uh, we've got one here from Tim. Yo, hey, Tim. Tim. Hey, Tim. Yeah, you got Tim from Tim Sagan. We've got one here from Andy Dawn and Stormageddon. Nice. Uh, this is by Stormageddon. Uh, Stormageddon. Every time you get this wrong, young Adam... It's Andy mm. and the lovely Dawn and Stormageddon. Oh, well, uh, yeah. yeah. Stormageddon didn't write that. <laughs> <laughs> Stormageddon liked our card, though, because it had dinosaurs on it. It yep, did. did, yes. One here from Mandy. Thanks for making me smile, keep me sane, and the old chuckle. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and, How does this uh, insanity he... keep anyone sane? <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. <laughs> don't know, don't know. And one from Dave Elizabeth. Hey! hey. Sunshine hey. and shiny palm tree wishes, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> from thank you, yeah. guys. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Lead us out, Crumbly. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of our Christmas podcast. (laughs) Very strange Christmas podcast. Aye. Yes, we're all remote. But never fear, we'll be back in the new year with our New Year's hangover special. Yay! (laughs) With more fun, frivolity and jollity, more news and reviews, more who old and new. So until that... See you for Christmas! Oh, okay. Constipated! Charismatic! Covid-lidden-bidden! Oh! Constantinople! You can't just name (laughs) random places that no longer exist! (laughs) Chiswick! Crawley! That no, longer exists. that no longer exists. Coventry. Colsham. I'm going to send you there. Comes cascading. Casually. Cautiously towards us. This is May Festive Crumbly saying, be seeing you. Tinsel ridden farewell. Au revoir. Goodbye. Bye bye. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 357, featuring Adam Purcell, Crumbly, Fake Keith, Gene Riddler, and The Real Keith. The views expressed here are those of the speakers and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this has been an El Presidente and Fake Keith production for www.staggeringstories.net. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys! Is that...
bibbly thing wobbling. I have a look. Yes, the bibbly thing Excellent. is indeed wobbling. Yeah, if you want to solve yeah. whip it out, as the saying goes. Got multiple boxes. Andy's, oh. Andy's ears are glowing. They are, I know, he's they? got, yeah, he's got glowing ears. Turning into a cyberman as we look. It's, it's, it's Boss from the Green Death. The, uh, the, the mind yeah. right there. I know his cunning plan. Adam is brainwashing Crumbly. <laughs> it's really not going to well, take that, that long, is it? <laughs> you took the words right out of the mouth. <laughs> We're going wibbly wobbly. Wibbly wobbly, wibbly wobbly. Sure, sure. Right. Keith, do. I can see your shoulder, but very little else. I know, he never wants to be on the screen. There he is. <laughs> That's enough. That's why he's not allowed on the screen. You've got manic eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> Scary eyebrows. <laughs> Attack eyebrows. Count us down. <laughs> Let me just open the news. I just realised I haven't actually done that. <laughs> Dropbox, where are you? There you are. And here, Dropbox. Woo, Dropy Box. Hello. Yeah, you can read the first one, Karen. Well, I've got to find it first. While she's looking at that, has anyone watched Raised by Wolves? No, not yet. I have... It's not Sky, isn't it? Is it a Game of Thrones spin-off? No, no. It's it's a sci-fi. And it's probably one of the most interesting things that's been on TV for a while. Okay. It's Ridley Scott, isn't it? Yes. Well, Ridley Scott Hmm. did the first couple, yeah. Socially distant cracker pulling. Yeah. Uh, give yes, one to the head of to long crackers. <laughs> yep. Maybe we can pull our own cracker, as it were. Ooh, uh, don't you go blind doing that. Uh, hang about, let's right introduce, introduce it. Hang on, hang on. And oh. now the first... Oh, shut up. OK. <laughs> Talk amongst ourselves. No, I've just, this evening, I've gone through various reactors who have watched okay. the last episode. You have to watch Seska. That's all I'm saying, is you have to uh, watch Seska say. She's a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> hold, hold yourself erect. <laughs> <laughs> do we put our hands up, or how do we... Um... We just bellow. Okay. You're good at that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she's growling she's at me. She's growling. <laughs> Don't pick your nose. <laughs> your finger went up your nostril. <laughs> didn't it? Went beside it. <laughs> it definitely went up, didn't it? Yeah, just like that. Really rooting around in there. Yeah. Oh, blood. <laughs> Stop it! Was that a chewy one? Lots of vitamin jelly. Stop it! <laughs>